Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Don't apply for a job in Shannon over the next few years because when the Ryder Cup comes to Ireland in 2027, the hope is that people arriving at Shannon Airport will be presented with an alternative way of getting to Adair Manor. Air Taxis. Russell Vickers is the CEO of Future Mobility Campus in Shannon. Good afternoon, Russell. Hey, Sean. How are you doing? Uh, so could you describe for us what, what these craft look like? Yeah, so they essentially uh, resemble helicopters, except they've got multiple rotors. So you might associate, you know, you typically think of a one big fixed rotor on top of a helicopter. These have multiple rotors that are smaller, which means, uh, you know, they're powered by electric, uh, by, by batteries, essentially, by the same kind of technology that's going into electric vehicles. Um, but they're actually a lot quieter. And in terms of uh, operational costs and fuel, it's a, it's a lot cheaper to run. So hence Indeed. the idea that we can transport people yeah. uh, for cheaper. Uh, now, they have wings, obviously, but loads, loads of these little rotors on the wings just to give people some idea of uh, what it might look like. And w- w- how many people can it transport? Um, the typical expected size at this initially is around four people with a pilot. So five, including the pilot. Okay. And what would be uh, the, the travel time from Shannon Airport straight to Adair? It's something around 12 minutes on, a, on an air taxi. The speed they go up to is around 150 miles an hour and, you know, kind of travel at like maybe 2,000 to 400 feet in the air. Okay. And, and that's opposed to if you go by road, how long could it take you? Uh, it's probably like a 40 minute journey because you kind of have to go through around by Limerick and down the roads and things like that. And the, obviously the traffic congestion, potential traffic congestion. Will be, yeah, absolutely uh, unbelievable at, at the time of the Ryder Cup. Now, the, the, so where are you in terms of, of the development of these craft for them to be viable? So at the moment, we're, we're undergoing an initial feasibility study for the design planning phase of what the Vertiport would look like. So a Vertiport is, a, is essentially the, the passenger terminal aspect of how you onboard and offboard people and also charge these vehicles. So we're undergoing that at the moment. The plan is then to to build that next year and start. We're talking to some different uh, aircraft manufacturers about doing some initial testing then in the next uh, year or so. Uh, and uh, are, they, are they, I understand they're going to be tested in Paris perhaps in the near future? Yeah, there's trials on, uh, about to be launched. So the, obviously, you know, the, the aircraft need to be certified in line in line with all the usual safety standards for aviation. So that that's ongoing with a lot of these companies that are developing these aircraft. Uh, but for Paris next year, for the Olympics for 2024, they're planning to launch a service from Charles de Gaulle to the Olympic Village to essentially carry, I think it's just one or two passengers initially. But this is this is kind of the first foray into these services as they as they launch. Mm. And in, in, does it need permission the same way, uh, like if it was a helicopter or or an aeroplane that you were running between Adair and Shannon? Y- yeah, it does. But the the, the there's also a whole um, piece of work to be done across Europe in terms of how you manage airspace going forward. So. Essentially, like I'm sure people are, you know, encountering air traffic delays across places like France and things like that. So the European sky is pretty much full from an airspace point of view in terms of how you manage that. So there, there has to be a digitization of how you manage air traffic. And we've actually a project on undergoing at the moment uh, at the airport to to, ma- to digitize the air traffic movements, uh, especially for drones and also, air taxis fall into that because you know we saw what happened in Dublin, you know, a few months ago, where the mm. airport was getting shut down. So there's there's a movement across 
Europe and the globe to be able to better manage these these small uh, devices that are in there or these these other aircraft. So they should fall under these air taxis should fall under those digital sky air traffic controls essentially uh, because presumably they, they they'd be flying you know they're not going to interfere with air traffic because they're flying closer to the ground or would it be wrong on that they're they're flying you know at a reasonable height of maybe around 2000 feet kind of typical air helicopter uh, heights now, mm. now drones might be flying a lot lower than that but obviously there's a you know being at a, a major international airport there's obviously a safety concern around that so that's that's a big piece of the, the 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 puzzle that needs to get sorted, and that's why we've this European project underway to to undergo that. But we've already proven some of this technology already here at Shannon. So about two years ago, we ran a about fifteen flights a day um, with an automated drone, where basically it was just it was on autopilot, flying from the airport to over to Foynesport and back. So that was kind. Of, that was that's called beyond visual line of sight, where the aircraft is. You know, you can't see it with your eye anymore. It just goes off and does its thing. So we've we've proven that, and now we need to scale it up. Yeah. How many would you need, uh, or how many flights a day would you need to you know to put it in, in in the vicinity of someone would actually say, well, shall I take a taxi or shall I take an air taxi? As I opposed think to that- just being for rich people. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, obviously, we don't want this just to be for rich people, and um, there's, there's not much point. There's, the, the, the service isn't viable if it's just for rich people, and so you know, it needs to be. You need to do a lot of demand modeling to kind of figure out where are the pain points. Like, for for example, you know, on the west coast of Ireland, you know, there's you know, we've got a lot of beautiful scenery here, but it takes it, the infrastructure. There isn't motorways everywhere, and there's not train lines everywhere. So, it, it, you know. Those areas where you could imagine some tourists coming over from the US, they land in Shannon. How can we get them out to some some of the beautiful golf courses we have or these hotels and all these regions? So it'll be a bit driven by the demand on that. The mm. typical the typical use cases, say let's say outside Ireland, are kind of like going from JFK to Manhattan, where you know it takes quite a long time to get there by car. Whereas in from the R from the Irish perspective, I think it's more about we are on a small island, so we can kind of cover a lot of Ireland with these with the, with these vehicles, and then it's just a matter of working out where the services go to. But yeah, it is it is you have to have something that competes with you know with car or yeah. beats it for sure. What would what would be the range on them? Do you know? Typical range expected is around two hundred fifty kilometers, something like that, okay. and, and that that's kind of based on. Uh, the battery technology and maybe even looking at hydrogen in the future uh, as how that progresses. But the good thing about Ireland is if you draw, you know, a dot in the middle of Ireland and do a 250 kilometer circle around it, the, all of Ireland's included. So from mm. an Irish, from, from a point of view from Ireland, I think this is really, you know, something that could, could work really well here. Yeah. How long does it take to charge one up? Uh, that, that's the, the real interesting piece. So some of these companies are looking at like megawatt chargers. So, you know, at the moment, maybe the fast charges we have for the vehicle network across Ireland are maybe 150, 250 kilowatts. So these are maybe, you know, 10 times to five times faster. And they're looking to charge these aircraft up in seven to 15 minutes because obviously they're trying to do it. It's like the Ryanair model. You want a quick turnaround for the for the aircraft. Mm. Would you have also, I I assume you need a pilot's license to fly one. Are there enough pilots available to do this? kind of? Yeah, another another great, great point. I mean, that's that's a part of it. So they're looking to see like there will be a lot of extra pilots needed, um, but they're trying to figure out from the the you know from the how to do 
deal with the regulations to make sure it's almost going to be a pathway, but perhaps for pilots to get trained onto onto bigger commercial aircraft, as well as maybe you know the demand might be less on what's needed from a standard point pilot point of view. That maybe you know the the training wouldn't be as burdensome to get mm. these people. So that's kind of where you know somewhere some companies are looking at having fully automated uh, air taxis into the future. But then you know as humans, I don't think we're quite ready yet to just jump into uh, an aircraft without a pilot. I imagine not. Russell, very best of luck with that. Thanks for talking with us today. That was Russell Vickers there, the uh, the CEO of Future Mobility Campus in Shannon. Moncrief, weekdays at 2pm. With Anna Glaze on News Talk.